0: The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of KSCJ Radio and should not be constructed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through STURK Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, neither Woodbury Financial Services Inc nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice. You should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Stirk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555. This is Money Guide with Mary Sterk from Sterk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Sterk.
1: Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, And today we're gonna be talking about how you can make an impact with your charitable giving and how you can actually accomplish a fantastic tax deduction so that you're not only doing well for the world, but you're helping out your own pocketbook as well. All right, so giving, isn't necessarily just about the money, right? When we think about giving, it really encompasses a lot of different things. Giving can do much more than just support the causes that you actually care about. It can give something back to you. So not only do you get to feel great about what you're doing and you get to know that you're creating this wonderful impact in the world, But you are actually creating an impact, whether it's by giving of your time, whether it's by giving of your talent, or whether it's by giving of your finances. So what I want to talk about today are some of the ways that you can actually create financial impact with your giving, both while you're alive and once you're gone. Because the giving spirit doesn't have to stop when you do. (laughs) All right. So from a financial standpoint, this could mean tax deductions and write offs. Beyond the financial, it can mean feeling happier and more fulfilled. So it really is a win win both ways when you think about incorporating giving as something in your financial strategy, strategy, not just your life strategy. There is some research that actually says that giving stimulates the pleasure and the reward centers of your brain and increases your overall satisfaction with life. And I don't know about you, but I'm all for increasing satisfaction with life. (laughs) That sounds like a pretty good idea for me. All right, so this time of year is when we start getting a lot of questions about giving in my office because our clients are starting to wonder, how can I actually capture tax deduction. Is this going to make a difference on my taxes and how does all of that work together okay so. Let's go ahead and dive into the actual tax aspect of charitable giving first, because I think for a lot of people that has a huge impact on how much they're willing to give. So let's start there, when you think about a tax deduction, one of the things that has changed in more recent years is the way charitable deductions work on your actual tax return. Now, according to the IRS, charitable tax deductions are only going to reduce your tax bill if you choose to itemize your taxes. So, there's two different things you can do on your tax return. You can take the standard deduction, which is a number based on whether you're single or you're married or you're head of a household. Each type of filing has a number that's called a standard deduction. And what that means is you don't have to worry about putting a bunch of numbers in, you don't have to keep track of things, it's just a certain amount that's a standard amount that you can take based on your filing status and you get it whether you give to charity or not, okay? So the only way charitable giving impacts your tax return is if you don't take the standard deduction and you do itemize your taxes. Generally, you're going to itemize your taxes when the combined total of that anticipated deduction, including your charitable gifts, adds up to more than the standard deduction. So you take the standard deduction until it you think you got more and then well, that's the time to think about itemizing. So what are those numbers, right? That can get kind of confusing for people. So according to the IRS schedules in 2021, the standard deductions for a single filer is $12,550. If you're married filing jointly, it's $25,100. And if you're a head of household, then it's $18,800. So you're going to want to keep track of your charitable contributions throughout the year and consider any other applicable deductions to get you above that standard number. Now, what are those other deductions that you can add to your charitable contribution in order to get above that number? Well, one of them is mortgage interest, one of them is state and local tax, one of them is medical and dental expenses, and then there's your charitable giving. So, by and large, if you can get some of those things to be greater than that standard deduction number, then additional charitable giving really can begin to become a big tax strategy for you, as well as this feel good strategy that we were talking about earlier. So what is the maximum amount you can claim as a charitable deduction on your taxes well if you make a charitable contribution of cash notice I said cash, not in kind, but cash to a qualifying public charity, in 2021 under the Consolidated Appropriations Act, you can actually deduct up to 100% of your adjusted gross income. This is a temporary thing. This is not an always thing, but this is a temporary thing. And a lot of it has to do based on what's happened in the last couple of years with COVID and different things like that. Now. It does that for cash given to the charities, but if you're doing a donor advice fund, which we're gonna talk about a little bit later in the show, that is not the same thing. So cash given directly to charities qualifies for this. You can go up to 100% of your, your actual income, but if it's a donor advice fund, there are some different rules for that. So you're gonna to wanna to talk to us as advisors to figure out what the rules are that are going to impact you so you can get a good idea of what that kind of charitable deduction might do for you. Now, if you're gonna do a charitable deduction, let me just make sure I say this. Make sure that the nonprofit organization that you're gonna be giving to is in fact a 501c3 public charity or private foundation. And keep records, keep t- track of your receipts from those charities. Make sure that you are actually keeping good records because that paperwork trail is the name of the game. Now, if it's a non-cash donation, in some instances you might need to get an appraisal if you've contributed something non-cash. And when you've got your paperwork ready, then you can total things up to decide if it's worth it to itemize or if you're just gonna take that standard deduction. Okay, now that we've talked about the tax impact of it and you kind of know your numbers, right, remember, What I said is in order to itemize, you need to be above that standard deduction number, which again for single people is 12,550 and for married filing jointly is 25,100. If you're gonna do giving and if you're gonna itemize and you're gonna be above that number, let's talk a little bit about how you can make sure that you're creating the maximum financial impact with your giving. Now, maximum financial impact might be something that is in your own heart and soul. It might be something at the charitable level itself, or it might be something that's family related. Okay, so there's lots of different ways to look at maximum financial impact of your giving. Studies show that those who enjoy the greatest fulfillment from charitable giving are those who have a strategy for giving and those who monitor the impact of it. And that's because giving strategies really pave the way for thoughtful donations of money, time and resources. And that can help people figure out how to do the most good for the charities that matter the most to them. So what is your giving strategy? Is it that you're giving once a week at your church? Is it that you have causes that resonate with your heart? Is it that you're gonna sit down at the end of the year and figure out how can you get a better tax deduction and then figure it out from there? Whatever your way of doing it is, make sure there's some strategic thinking behind it and that it's going to be impactful. So remember how I talked about those standard deductions just a few minutes ago? Let's just say that you're right on the bubble. Right? Let's just say that you are a married person, that $25,100 number is the standard number, and you're questioning whether or not you wanna increase your amounts of charity. Right. So if you are in that standard deduction and you increase your amounts of charity, that doesn't help you on your taxes at all if you're taking the standard deduction because you have to be above it. So what some people begin to consider is the idea of gift stacking. And what that means is that in one year, they'll take the standard deduction and not give anything to charity, and then next year they'll itemize and they'll give two years worth of giving in one year, and they're really pumping a lot of money into the giving that year in order to be able to itemize it and get the full value on their taxes. So if you kind of stagger your giving where you have some years you're taking standard deduction and some years you're itemizing to get the bigger deduction, that can be a really impactful strategy for people if you're looking to get the best tax bang for your buck. Okay, when we come back from our break, we're gonna dive in and start talking about ways to give while you're alive and ways to give once you're gone because there's multiple things that you can do right now and as a legacy that's going to create massive impact with your charitable giving.
0: Now, back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. Call 605-217-3555 or see them online at sterkfinancialservices.com for more information. Here's Mary Stirk.
1: Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. where today we're talking about the maximum possible impact from your philanthropy, from your charitable giving. We've talked about how the standard deduction applies for your taxes, and to get additional bang for your buck from your giving beyond that, you would want to itemize if you're able to get above that standard deduction. We talked about that standard deduction for single people in 2021 being $12,550, and for married filing jointly being $25,100. But now let's talk a little bit about strategic ways to give. I introduced the concept in the first part of the show about gift stacking, meaning keeping your gifts in certain years so that you can itemize and get above that standard deduction. But let's talk a little bit about what that means. Some people don't want to give a large sum of money to a charity all at once. They like to filter it out over time. They like to be able to give to certain causes annually as a gift rather than in a huge lump sum. So one of the ways that people can handle doing that is to use a concept called a donor advised fund. A donor advised fund is something that we work with many of our clients on. We can help set them up for people. And what a donor advised fund does is that it allows you to put a large sum of money into this fund and get the tax deduction all in one year. And then from that fund, You can filter the money out in as many future years as you want, so it doesn't have to go all at once so, for example. let's say that you're trying to itemize and you're married filing jointly and you have some gifts that you know you really want to give that are larger gifts, but this is going to be something that's more of a long term commitment. And perhaps you've had something in your life happen where you have a significant taxable consequence this year. Maybe you got a huge bonus, maybe you cashed out from a stock plan, maybe you retired and you had some incentives that came due this year, maybe you sold a company. There's all kinds of reasons that somebody might have a large taxable event that they're looking to offset with charitable giving. So a donor advised fund can be used for large sums of money this way. So let's just say for the sake of argument, you were trying to reduce your tax bill by $100,000. You may be able to contribute $100,000 to a donor advised fund all in one year. That is certainly above those standard deduction numbers and could be fully tax deductible for you. now. In terms of the numbers in your own situation, of course, we have to talk to your tax preparer and make sure those numbers work for you. But in my example, where somebody's able to do this, the full $100,000 is deductible in the year where you contribute it to the donor-advised fund. Now, once it's in the donor-advised fund, that doesn't mean 100,000 of it has to come out this year. That 100,000 can filter out over as many future years as you want it to. So it might be that you're giving $10,000 a year out of that donor advice fund for the next 10 years, it might be you're giving $5,000 out of it over the next 20 years, however you want to take the money out of it and filter it to the charities is up to you. It's when it goes in that you can really maximize these deductions and get a huge charitable deduction in the year that you push the money into there. Now, if somebody did that, they may then say, well, then I'm going to take the standard deduction for the next 10 years, because I did my charitable giving all in one big heap to get the best bang for my buck to really maximize that taxable ramification for myself. One of the other things that's super cool about donor advised funds is that it can be a vehicle for teaching your family wonderful giving values. And here's what I mean by that. When you have a donor-advised fund and there's money inside of it, you become the person, you as the donor, become the person who's saying where that money goes to, to what different charitable organizations it goes to. We have seen families then make it an annual event to sit down and talk about what causes are meaningful to the family. What values do they want to support as a family? Does your adult child daughter really have a passion for taking care of animals? Maybe there's a charity that's gonna go that way. And does your adult child's son really have a passion for underprivileged children? Maybe he wants to have some go that way. But you can structure wonderful family meetings and discussions around the philanthropy that you can do from the donor advice fund and bring your family and their giving goals and their conversations into it. It can help you teach the next generation how to actively be a good giver and to carry forward the values of giving that you have found to be so important yourself i think that's such a wonderful um beautiful outcome of something like a donor advised fund now the donor advised fund itself like i said can give you that tax deduction while you're alive But if you pass away and there's still money in it, you could name your family as successor donor advisors in order to be able to say where the money goes once you're gone. So the donor advice fund can cross the bridge for you while you're here and once you're gone. Another thing that people often think about is how can they incorporate charitable giving into their estate planning? And that's another wonderful way to think about things. It doesn't necessarily give you any benefits while you're alive, but there can be significant benefits when you pass away. Now, one of the most frequent questions that we get is, well, if I want to leave money to charity, which account should I do it from? Now, this is not a blanket statement of advice, but I do want you to think about how taxes work on the things that you have. If you have an IRA and you're going to leave it to your child, that child is going to pay taxes on it. If you have an IRA and you leave it to a qualified charity that charity does not have to pay taxes on it, so if you're going to leave taxable money to somebody that might be best served to go to the charity who doesn't have to pay taxes on it. A lot of times people will have life insurance and they'll say well, should I make the charity part of my life insurance beneficiary well under current tax law life insurance is not taxable to the beneficiary. So if you have a choice between life insurance and an IRA to give to your child, life insurance is not taxable, but the IRA is. If you're trying to give either one of them to a charity, life insurance is not taxable and neither is the IRA. So I'm all for paying the taxes that we need to pay, but not a dollar more of unnecessary taxes. I think a lot of you are probably with me on that. So let's eliminate those unnecessary taxes. Let's point the taxable money to the charity and point the tax-free money to your family and then everybody gets to keep more and it's all completely legal and it's just using the tax rules and having an understanding of them to benefit people the most, which is all about creating the best possible impact with the same dollars. So that's something to keep in mind. Now, some people like the idea of designating a percentage of their assets to something, or they like designating a dollar amount to something. One of the things that I see sometimes happen that is problematic is that people will say in their will or in their trust, I want X dollars or X percent to go to a charity. But then on their actual financial accounts, they have beneficiaries listed who are not the same thing. So let's say that your estate was comprised of a large investment account and you say in your in your will I want you know $100,000 to go to this charity, but on the account beneficiaries, you have it going directly to people Well, those beneficiaries, they trump the will. So whoever is listed as beneficiary is going to get the money and there may be no money left flowing through your will to get to the charity. So be careful when you're coordinating your will or your trust documents with your beneficiary listings, you have to make sure that actually some money flows through the will and the trust and not going directly to beneficiaries. If you want to leave some to a charitable organization through those vehicles. As an alternative, you could always just list the trust or the charity directly as a part of your beneficiaries, maybe it's a 5% beneficiary maybe it's a 10% beneficiary. Usually you have to do percents, which means it's an unknown number right you don't know exactly how much is going to be in an account when you pass away. So it's an unknown number, but at least it gets the wishes out there, it gets something going to the people and the causes that you care about. Okay, we've talked about quite a few things when it comes to philanthropy. There are no limits as to who can be involved in philanthropy and what charitable giving can do. In fact, anybody can become a philanthropist and sometimes the most important and impactful donors are ones who give over time. And who are not only maximizing the giving and the effect of that, but also helping their own tax situation. You know, I will say as advisors, we take a lot of joy in helping our clients fulfill their own values by giving to the causes that are closest to their heart. So if one of the things that's on your bucket list to do before the end of the year is to get a giving strategy in place and also to see how that might impact your taxes, reach out and give one of our advisors a call. We are so excited to help people with this. We see just the personal satisfaction it creates for you both in the short and the long term, and we've seen firsthand how our clients enjoyed both the emotional and the financial value of doing this. So hopefully that has been great information for you as you're considering how to create impact with your own giving dollars, and we thank you for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk.